just know that if you see a card hit our Instagram feed, a graph, it's because it went up in price a lot. We're reporting on it, but most likely it, you should be looking elsewhere. So for those that are new here who have not joined before, basically what we do is 30 minutes. We field questions from our audience about uh, different investing topics and whatnot that they uh, want to hear about. Questions about specific cards, specific sets, uh, different things going on in the market. And then we uh, provide, provide our opinions and our analysis. All right. So if you have any questions, this is the time to ask them. Much more accessible yep. here than via DM, by the way. So if you're in here, uh, there's a lot of DMs. But we all, we're uh, doing 30 minutes right now to answer your questions, which should help. Yep. Got the first question uh, here. What's the reasoning for the first year optic basketball going crazy? Uh, basically, the way I see it is I saw it like this for a long time was that 2012 Prism is the best uh, set that Panini has ever produced uh, based on production runs, based on what parallels were in it, just silver, green, and gold. Um, the rookie class was phenomenal. And then it was the start of everything, too. So finally, a bunch of people were like, hey, this is the first prism, super sweet, production run lower, uh, let's buy it, like crazy. So prices went nuts on that. Then people were like, oh, what's next after 2012 prism? People go to 2016 Optic, since that Optic is probably the second biggest uh, Chrome-like set right now, even though that I think Nate and, our, Nate and I have our opinions that Select uh, is highly underrated. Mm -hmm. And... And with Optic, people are like, oh, the first year of Optic, 2016, the star of the hollow, that's the one that people want. Um, it's got the LeBron, the first LeBron hollow in there with Kobe featured on the card. Uh, the Giannis hollow is probably one of the best looking pictures of a Giannis card I've seen. Um, so then people start to go there. And then from there, people go, oh, what's the first year select? 2012, what's the first year Spectra? What's the first year this and that and that? And it just all kind of runs down the list like that. So I think Optic was just the second domino to fall with the like set craze, especially with no sports on people are trying to find ways to, especially with everything going up in value, people then move on to the next thing, move on to the next thing, on to the next thing. Uh, and then eventually that's just what happens. So we're going to be seeing a lot of that. Uh, it's not just a 2016 optic. It's with the net marvels in the uh, inserts I just posted about today. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that that's like it. Um, thoughts on artist signed project 2020 cards. Tops project 2020. Uh, it says on artist signed. Is there a difference between just the 2020 project and the artist signed? I'm assuming it might mean artist proof. So there's 20 artist proofs uh, created of each card. Those are in silver frames and they sell like crazy. Like I'm talking $500 plus uh, values on those. And on the top site, they're $100 they retail for. But I'm almost positive that like only bots get them because they sell out within seconds of one game posted. So my thoughts are that they're cheap on tops. People sell them for more, and most likely you won't be able to get them if you try. So that's my thoughts on them. Uh, DK Card says, did you hear that Wander Franco said that he would be worth $300 million in five years? Lol. Uh, I did not see that. But also, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are like, oh, Wander Franco, how good can he be? Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if by the time Wander Franco is a free agent, uh, if he gets up at the age of 19 or 20 and he's 26 years old, um, I would not be shocked if he got the highest pay of anybody. I mean, the kid ran 11.7% uh, walk rate to only a 6.7K rate last year as an 18-year-old in high A. Uh, hit 339 with a 408 on base and 464 slugging with good defense. Um, he is really the – he is it. You know, he is the best prospect 
we will see in a long, long time. Um, there's not much else to say about him. He's incredible. And I wouldn't be shocked if he is eventually one day the highest paid player in baseball. Good stuff. Target price for Anthony Davis, number 236. And if people are wondering what number 236 is, it's his 2012 Prism rookie card from that 2012 Prism set, which in my opinion, insanely undervalued right now. They're around 750 to 775. If you are subscribed to our email newsletter, uh, go to slabstocks.com and put in your email, daily investment newsletters. The last week, I probably included four to five PSA 10 Anthony Davis uh, rookie cards from Prism in there. Because of the fact of how crazy 2012 Prism is going, LeBron's up to like 2,000 for a base PSA 10 or 1,700 or something. This is a rookie card of Anthony Davis. The other ones are like 10th year veteran cards, 13th year veteran cards. This is his rookie card from 2012 Prism at 775. Um, it's now up to around 800 to 850. It looks today they were like four by it. Now as they got hit between 800 and 850. Uh, over that past week, I've sent in the email. It's probably the next base PSA 10 to get to $1,000 would be Anthony Davis. And if he wins any finals with the Lakers over, over the next three years, um, of course you don't necessarily want to wait three years to sell a card, but just a benchmark. Uh, they will definitely be worth a lot, especially because he's an MVP caliber player playing next to LeBron. Um, just all that combined, it just didn't make sense to me. It's, I mean, we can go back and talk about $500 when I was sending him out or $350 last, last September when I was sending him out at 350 to the email. Um, but right now with the current market, it doesn't make sense how cheap there, but I'd say target would be around 800 by what it looks like the market's doing. Yeah. Hey, a uh, little update here. Cool cards. 28 said no artists are selling their cards signed by them. Mm, okay. I see what he means. So yes, I have heard that artists have said, if you send them the cards, they will sign them for the people. I have no idea what the market's going to be like for that, but it'd be interesting to track eBay once they start. I'm sure that people will start to resell them once they sign them, which is kind of sad that they send them because they are like, Oh, I want to get signed to have in my collection. And I'm, I'm sure people will be flipping them. You got oh, one? Uh, yeah. I was just going to cover this thoughts on Jimmy G cards. Cause it's a good, just football conversation in general, not specifically about Jimmy G, but in most post-hype quarterbacks, is that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo just made the Super Bowl, lost, but made the Super Bowl, was on a really good team, is going to be on a really good team this year. And his card prices didn't move very much. There's a certain point that you hit where, unlike baseball and basketball, where you can have a 27-year-old that's good, 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 and then breaks out, uh, Jimmy G and quarterbacks are generally what they are after a while. You, they don't really just instantly break out. They don't have a Christian Yelich year, right? Um, and I'll go from good to amazing uh, as quarterbacks. And so, like, Jimmy G, post-hype guys like that, you know, Deshaun Watson's probably entering that zone, uh, Carson Wentz, um, guys like that that are nice but not, like, getting over the hump ever. I'd, I just would I wouldn't invest in them. I'd also be more worried of the fact for Jimmy G that winning is nice, but he like doesn't drive his prices. What was driving his prices was the fact that their team was amazing and they made the Super Bowl this past season. Yeah, he he wasn't the reason their team was winning. Like if, if Deshaun, I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan could have won with any quarterback. If the Texans make the AFC championship game, Deshaun Watson's prices will probably be like three or four times as much because he's balling out, most likely. Is how yeah. I see it. Not the same for Jimmy G. Completely different thing. Um, next question. The prices of hobby boxes getting so high and breaks being risky. Best way to add to the PC the same way that you should have been doing it 
a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Boxes and and uh, boxes and brakes are super risky. Um, if you're not wanting to gamble or if you don't want to take the risk, always just go to buy singles. Um, add through singles, trades, whatever you got to do to add to your PC. Um, definitely don't chase buy boxes. I've seen too many people do that and lose too much money, including Nate and also myself at times. <laughs> well, I buy. I don't buy boxes to well technically add to the PC. I just do it because I enjoy. I know. I, I enjoy know. the rip. I'm just saying, if that is your mindset. But yeah, I've lost a lot of money on boxes. <laughs> Occasionally, you hit something big, and you're like, "All right, like that Vlad. That pays for the box. Vlad Sapphire. Like the Vlad or the Kesson Hera Super. Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, to, you still have to get asked me. Don't forget about that. <laughs> I've already forgotten. <laughs> Bought that for me like um, four months ago. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? Thoughts on LeBron's first optic hollow? You think it's going to fall or stay high for a while? Stay high for a while. I, I, I mean, the price is ridiculous now. If you've looked, nine five true gems are selling for like two and a half thousand. These were a thousand dollars as PSA tens three weeks ago. That would mean PSA tens probably three thousand. So I mean, we're, we're looking at a massive increase. I don't think that they're going to fall. Like. I don't think they're going to tumble down, but I also don't think that they're going to stay on this crazy price increase because at a certain point, something just can't become so valuable without the rest of the market shifting in the same way um, to like justify that price. I mean, it can in the short term. Everyone's seen it. There's cards that go crazy all the time in the short term, but for that card to stay going up, let's say to get to 5,000 in a year, 5,000 and half a year, the rest of the market needs to shift with it uh, in a couple months span, which can happen too. Uh, don't think I'm saying that can't happen because it definitely can. But I just think that there's better options out there right now. It's an amazing card, but there's better options out there because that thing's went up really fast. And I should just say this as a general note for all cards out there that go up very fast, they're equally as likely to go down as fast if something were to happen. As we saw with the NBA season getting suspended, Luka Doncic, PSA 10 base, were going crazy. I mean, $700 one day. And then NBA gets suspended, down to 425, 375. Now they're back up to 500. Um, so just know that if you see a card hit our Instagram feed, a graph, it's because it went up in price a lot. We're reporting on it, trying to get what the our audience's uh, thoughts are on the price increase, if it can keep going, if it'll go down. But most likely, it, you should be looking elsewhere uh, if you're looking to invest, because other cards will land on the page once they go up in price. So just just a little way to think about it. Yeah, which ties into this next one. First-year Prism or first-year Optic to buy now. Well, if both of those are hot, why not buy first-year Select? I'd go first-year Select, second-year Select, third-year Select. Any of those Selects that have good, cheap cards right now. I mean, you could buy a Giannis 2014 Select Silver, his second-year Select Silver, for quite some time. Let me put this in your mind. The first-year Select Silver 9.5 goes for 2500 to 2.8K. You could get a raw Select Silver for like 30 bucks, probably for months and months. Um, those are now up to like 150 to 200. So of course this is Giannis I'm talking about, but if you just go and look at other players, um, you know, I don't know, Anthony Davis, second year select silver, something, something like that. Select is, is undervalued compared to these sets. A lot of people want to jump on the train when it's already taken off. Um, go find a new train before it goes off like select, or I, I don't just want to plant select because there are, is other stuff out there that you should be looking for or doing research on to find, Especially if you don't believe in select, then don't do it, obviously. How do, you, how do you feel about hoops inserts? Not like hoops base, but like hoops inserts. Just in general? They just look kind of cool. Yeah, yeah I don't so, know. I mean, it could not be a thing that takes off. Here we go. So I'll point this out to you also. So here's two insert sets. You saw this one today on Instagram. Giannis, 
in my collection. I have the Net Marbles Giannis. I posted about design today. Here's the high voltage Giannis from NBA Hoops that uh, Brock, he might be in here. Cards BM Sports or something. I forgot what his username was. Uh, very nicely sent to me from my Giannis personal collection. The high voltage LeBron is crazy right now. It's like $500 as a PSA 10. It's like 125 as a non-graded. Kind of funny uh, thing here is that the high voltage cards, the, they actually originated in the hoop set with Michael Jordan. So it's kind of a lineage thing here. Um, that's a great place to look. If you were like, hey, LeBron's Prism Silver is going off in 2019. Let me go find another card in a Lakers jersey to buy of him. That's really cool looking. That can get demand like high voltage, like select silvers. Any, you know, all-star hollows from 2016. I was looking at that today. Like, I think that they're selling for PSA 10, like 125 when the 9.5 of the actual card is selling for like 2,500. I mean, it's an insert, sure, but like it's a cheap option to get into LeBron. Um, just a little bit of way to think about it. Um, okay. Uh, for a new basketball card collector investor, where's the best place to start? There's many different ways that this question can be answered. If you want to like, learn about sets and learn about you know, different options. You can go to cardboardconnection.com and you can learn a lot about what the different sets are of each year. If you want to learn about where you can start investing, you can go to slabstocks.com and put in your email in the newsletter, uh, sign up to start receiving our daily investment newsletters. I've gotten a lot of great feedback from in different DMs that say, hey man, like newsletters are great. I came in not knowing anything and now I know what to target. Uh, we break it down pretty easily with how to see different targets on eBay to buy today and tomorrow or whatnot. Um, and then even just listening to our podcast, listening to other people's podcasts, following guys like Chris from House of Jordans, following guys like uh, Josh from Cardboard Chronicles. He posts a lot of stuff about high-end LeBrons. Uh, just following different outlets in the uh, in the hobby and industry. Uh, Billy Bottle Caps, what's up? <laughs> uh, Dylan Rubin says, how do you feel about base prism rookie tents? Are you worried about print run? Not worried about print run if there's enough demand there. If there's not enough demand, then sure. But with the way the demand is, there's, there really is no worry unless demand I have a there. theory. I have a theory. Brought it up in the podcast in the interview we did yesterday. Um, do you think base are hot because it is the closest? Like, yes. People compare. People compare the stock market to the card market. Yes. it's not similar, but the closest thing you can get, kind of, is base cards. Well, let, let's break it down. They're, this they're way. easily they're easily moved. Yeah. There's a lot of them. You can you can pretty much go on eBay whenever you want and buy as many as you want and sell as many as you want. Um, it's not obviously as easy as saying, "Hey, sell my thousand shares of Apple and they're instantly sold." But um, for the most part, it's it's as simple as you can get, or you know, to let's, being able to just day trade cards. Let's think about how much the the industry has moved up in value in the last six to eight months, and then let's think about how many new people have came into this industry and how many of those people don't want to deal with a green, a red, white, and blue, a pink ice, a purple ice, uh, whatever it is. They don't want to deal yeah. with that. They know what a base is. They know that you can, that's pretty much across all sets. You can get a select base. You can get an optic base, a prism base. You can get any of those base. Grade and get a PSA 10. Then it becomes an asset more so than when it's non-graded because it's comparable. Um, mm -hmm. And it just, it just seems like it's the way that people want to day trade cards, like you're saying. And that it's the easiest yeah. to understand you have to think about how many new people are coming to the hobby and are using it as a vehicle to, to move cards around, to buy stuff, to sell stuff, to then get PC cards, this and that. It seems like that what you can do with base is you can use it to make money. 
it's clear that you can make money on base. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're going to make money long term because if if something does happen where demand falls and people don't want all these base, then it is what it is. But if you can use it and make incremental money along the way, invest into more rare stuff, more stable stuff for long term, then that's how you can start to build your collection and get stuff to sell, get stuff to hold. Because if you go all one way, you either have to sell it all, or if you go all one way, then you have to hold it all. If you get all rare stuff and you don't want to sell any of it, you you're not you don't, you can't keep them tearing up. Um, so doing some of both is is what really makes the most sense. Okay. Uh, Crazy Pig One said, "What's up from Greece?" Incredible. What's up, Greece? Giannis. Um, I lost my. Uh, I accidentally got down to the bottom of the bottom of the page here. Unfortunately. There's a lot of questions in here. There is. Yeah. Ah. I mean, we've been taking some, some time on some of these, but I like it. It's going well. Yeah. Ooh, select is so underrated. You're right. Uh, do you guys feel like you're influencing the market or ju you're just reporting what you see? I think if it's, it's reporting what we see. If you look at our Instagram page and you read a post, if you actually sit there and read the post instead of just looking at the graph and then going to eBay and clicking buy and what you see, if you read the post, it presents supply available, how much the values are, how it changed, what, what is available in circulation from PSA, and then it asks a question for you to respond. Um, it's a report. It's, a, it's a getting, uh, getting people to interact with each other. That's what it is. And then we have our, our email uh, daily investment layers to, to help people go and find these, these, these investments before they land on our page. Um, it, that's just how it goes. Lots of reporting. Uh New to cards, but super addicted already. Uh, actually, I should also add to that is that, uh, you know, we touched on it earlier. When we report on a card, it's already hot. It's not like we're making it hotter. And if we're reporting on a card because it's hot and you can see the upward trend or the downward trend, if you see a downward trend, maybe you want to buy in. But if you see an upward trend, you're going to want to zig while everyone else is zig. Right. And then let's also keep in mind that that's not a, a hard rule. While I will agree with Nate that that's a great idea. You could, I posted, I posted a month ago about the Mahomes one went up to 300 or $400, the PSA 10. Now it's at 800 or 700. Um, yeah. There, it's give and take. You got to use your intuition, research yeah. more, go find out what, how much supply there is of the cards, seeing what's available. I'm not, I'm not talking about you, Nate. I'm just saying in general. No, no, I understand. And I was going to say, you know, same thing happened with Pete Alonzo. He was 65, 60, like 70 bucks. And I didn't like it at that price. And I was looking at other first base and I said, Oh, I wouldn't pay that price. And then he went up to like 250 yeah. a base auto, at which point I was really, 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 really wrong. And if you would have zigged while everyone else zagged, you would have lost money. So it's definitely a, it's definitely a, like a, you know, should have probably foreseen that Pete Alonso was in New York and they had nobody else and he was going to be the star. Yeah, I don't think you ever see 53 home runs in a season from the rookie, but you know, you can kind of put the dots together where if it's like, Oh, um. Uh, why can't I think of that quarterback from the Jaguars? Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew's hot, right? Well, he's still just the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of the least valuable franchises and one of the least followed franchises in the entire NFL. So if he's going up, maybe don't be like, oh, I should really buy in because everyone's really hot on the Jaguars. Go somewhere else. I'm just going to get down here a little bit to find some questions that I think are important. Uh, not to say your question is not important. It's just that there's a ton here and we, we can't get to everything all the time. Um, 
So specifically because we have eight minutes left. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens here. Thoughts on Chris Paul's and Nick? Maybe a positive mental role. Quick thing on that is why not thoughts on Chris Paul's a Thunder player? He is a positive mental role player there. Uh, definitely helping out Shea Gilders Alexander, who is an awesome purchase. Um, if silvers are too expensive to really buy a good amount, what's the next best investment? Prism rookie, recommend targeting. Um, you can go to your prison base if you want to grade and flip those. But like Nay and I have been saying, select uh, certain optic cards you can find for cheap. Um, anything that, that between prism select and the optic that's undervalued compared to silvers. But silvers are a great, uh, I mean, specifically 2017 and 2018 silvers, uh, pretty stable in terms of, of investments for silvers. Thoughts on 2012 Trout Prism seem super low for the GOAT base prisms. Uh, I mean, I have this issue a lot is that there's no logos on Panini baseball cards. Um, even if it is first prism for baseball, it's not even Trout's rookie card as in 2011. I mean, obviously, it's not LeBron's rookie card for 2012 Prism either. Just doesn't make sense in my mind. I can't internalize it, but other people can. And the price is going up because most of the market wants prism. Um 2012 tops, Chrome, 2012 Heritage, 2012 tops, all that stuff, in my opinion, should be worth way more. And I think it is still, but just just in general, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sylvia Sports Cards, worth investing in Jared Stidham. Um, obviously, he is was the backup for the Patriots last year, and now he is still the backup, apparently. Brian Hoyer is supposedly in line to get the starting job for the Patriots, unless they go sign an Andy Dalton or a Cam Newton. Um, I just, I, people love investing in backups, right, Aaron? We've seen it all the time. We see people put huge money into Mason Rudolph and then <laughs> Kyle Allen and sucks and you lose a ton of money. We you see people Kyle putting Allen a huge money into Kyle Allen. Yeah. It's, it's absurd. We don't know if Jared Stidham's any good. Um, what we do know is that he's not in line for the starting job. And I just, I don't, I would wait. I would wait and see if you hear anything in, uh, you know, training camp or whatever before you would invest any money into Stidham. Someone said, oh, I missed, I lost it. It was, hey, Aaron, can you do a soccer update soon again? I did a soccer update in, in uh, December on what I was doing in my personal hobby, and yes, I'll be doing one soon. If you see her, he got the PSG shirt on. They just got named the League of One champions, which is cool. Trash. <laughs> just upset. He's just upset he didn't buy him a bad thing. I I am upset. Aaron's like, I'm going over some Mbappe. I'm like, I would never buy soccer. I ain't buying soccer. He's turning thirty bucks into a million dollars, basically. Um, Crazy. Guys, do you? The, this is a good one for new people. Guys, do you believe a prime jersey patch, non-auto rookie, is a good buy? Uh, no. However, I will say this: if you get like national treasures, flawless and maybe some immaculate patches of guys like Giannis, guys like LeBron, and their game used, those do go up in value over time. Now, you're not going to see them multiply by five in two months like some of these cards. Um, it will be a very longer-term play and definitely more of a collection play than an investment play. But I have seen, like, I mean, game-worn Le LeBron patches from Flawless and National Treasures and Immaculate can go up to $2,000 non-auto. Um, definitely money there, but I wouldn't say go and buy like a John Moran non-auto patch when you can go and get your prism, your select optic autographs from national treasures that will come out soon. That type of stuff. Um, Oh, I just saw one. 
Oh, should I sit on any LBJ this year from Prism or sell now? Aaron, I don't know if you're on board with me, but what do I always say? Take the profit if you have it. Is that what you're going to say? Take the, take the profit if you've got it. Uh, it was, you're he, making money. I was, I was reading, was that reference in 2019 Prism LeBron? Yes. If you have a lot, sell half, keep half, because if they make the finals and you have 2019 Prism LeBron cards, those things are going to be very much so worth more money than they are today. Um, but also, if they don't make the finals or if there is no finish to the NBA season, they will not be. Or they will be worth the same. So I like to think if you have quantity of a card, I would sell a quarter here, sell a half here, you know, sell five copies here. Do something to hedge some bets. Uh, definitely not. Like, if you think that the card's still going to go up in value, it's okay to sell it and to take profit, to hedge against losing money. Um, and then hold some and see what happens. Yeah. Someone, hey, if, you, if you can just get back to break even – then everything after that you can let ride. And if you don't make any money, well, you didn't lose any money. Yeah. Right. Um, and then also along the way you can, I mean, that's a flexibility with more quantity than uh, just one card. It's hard to, you can't be flexible if you have one high end card, but you can, if you have like 10 silver PSA tens, which is also why those things are worth a lot of money because of the flexibility. It definitely is the thing. Um, the question here is, should we buy net marvels? And the thing I just posted on today, if you have been in this live stream the whole time, you will know that we talked about when cards are posted on the feed, it's because they go up. Um, lots of demand went towards the card. Might not be the best buy, I'd say no. I mean, they're nice cards. Sure, there's a big market for them because of the comic book, because of the Marvel relation. Um, and they're also just really cool inserts. But they're not short print. It's not like that they're one per case. It, they're, they're like a one per box insert. So there's a lot of them out there. Um, I'd say if you don't buy it and they go up in value, you don't lose any money. If you buy it and they go down 50 bucks, you lost 50 bucks. So just it's, it's the risk isn't worth it right now. Uh, a drop D 76 says, Hey fellas, love the content. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, here's a good one. Any thoughts on the value of SDC grading rising because of the lag on PSA and BGS? What do you say? Said any thoughts on the value of SDC grading prices rising? because of the leg uh, for PSA and BGS. Okay, I'll make some quick comments on this. BGS, I don't see any lag right now. I just sent in a, a, a Mbappe on a two-day grading, and they received it on Monday, and I got the grade report by, I think, Wednesday or Thursday. is yesterday the day before. Um, so they're right on schedule as, long, as far as two-day goes. I don't know about 30-day, but I assume that BGS is pretty good about staying on schedule. PSA just announced today that they have reopened – accepting bulk submissions and they switched the name of bulk submissions now to value submissions and they broke it into four different categories and you have to submit in a value submission in those four different categories so i'll just really give, give a quick example category one is cards from 2017 to present if you send in a bulk submission you can only send in submissions from 2017 to present meaning that each submission can only have those and then it's like 2016 to like 2000 or something and 2000 to 1972. I don't know, but you have to break it up into categories. They say it will help with their system with uh, registering cards quicker in their system, getting them graded faster. I think it's a really smart idea to break it into categories. It should help their service a lot. And then as for SGC, um, sure. You'll get decently cheap grading, pretty good on track for turnaround times. But I mean, Personally, I'm looking at values on eBay. I'm looking at the slabs. I'm thinking about what the demand is, and I just can't – it's always going to be third fiddle, in my opinion. Um, PSA has the largest market. 
They have the highest prices. BGS has the quick turnaround times and the nice labels. And she sees just there behind them is, is the way I see it. Yeah. Um, well, Aaron, we are at 30 minutes. Yeah, pick one more question to answer, and I'll pick one, too, and then that will call it good. Okay, well, I will pick the one that's addressed to me. Where is it? Uh, why did, ah, yes. Mad Chillin said, me. That's me. What do you think of Luis Robert Bowman Autos? Um, Luis Robert, obviously, is going to be called up uh, this year, or going to start the year in the majors because he signed a contract extension. Um, he's going to be the starting center fielder for the White Sox. Uh, they are expensive. I haven't looked at the price in a while, but they were expensive last year. I'm sure they are still expensive now. Um, but if Luis Robert plays like everybody thinks he can, uh, you know, you're looking at Juan Soto's now seven, eight hundred bucks. I don't know what the Luis Roberts are at, but they can't be that high. Um, I don't think it's a terrible idea. He's in line to potentially win Rookie of the Year, considering he will be up for the full season um, and is a very good player with on a up-and-coming team. So it's not a bad game. Sweet. Uh, as for my question, I'm going to do two because one of them is a really quick answer. So one of them was, do you ever see something else overtaking Prism as the card, meaning Optic or Select? I don't. Um, not to say there's not good value in the other ones, though. Definitely good value in Select uh, and Optic, but I don't see it overtaking as the card. You just can't break a break a lineage that long that Prism has with Panini. Um, and then also the next question is, hey, fellas, thanks for your time and expertise. Uh, you're welcome. That's nice to say. Curious your thoughts on the Kaboom inserts. They are pretty rare insert, a part of a pretty re reliable set with Crown Royale. Thanks. Um, the way I see is, First off, I don't think Crown Royale has that much demand compared to these other sets. <coughs> Sorry. But the Kaboom inserts are very nice. The only thing that is a bummer about these Kaboom inserts is that if you look back over the years, they've been inserted into sets just in all di different ways. There was never a, we're going to insert Kabooms into Crown Royale, and they'll only be in Crown Royale, and that is it. And every single year you have Kabooms in Crown Royale. They released them like via Panini points on their website at the National or something. They released them in, in Excalibur one year. They released them in Crown Royale, like you said, just all these different ways. And I think it's really hard to build, like I was talking about Prism, some lineage for them if they're releasing them in so many different ways and people don't know where they're from. Are they from Cornerstones? Are they from Excalibur? Are they from points? I don't, you know, like that's, that's the thing I have with them. But you're right. They are rare. They do sell well. Um, I think that they are a much better idea than that than Net Marvels from Donruss. Net Marvels are not rare, and they're from a Donruss release. Great cards, really cool to look at. But Kaboom actually has rarity and very cool designs on them too. Um, that's what I got for that. But good question. That's actually a really good question because I think that there is it's a it's a hard topic to discuss. All right. Well, there's our thirty minutes or thirty three minutes or so. Um, thank you all for joining our live stream. Sorry we couldn't get to all the questions. There was a ton of questions today and a ton of uh, interaction, which was really nice. So, Aaron, we should try to make this uh, more of a weekly thing if we can. Yeah, I agree. Then also, in terms of interaction, like Nate said, um, I would love for you guys, if you guys see questions in the live stream, feel free to leave your comments in, in regards to other people's questions to try to help. Uh, other people's voices matter for sure, and it definitely helps us get more get more 
you know, just public opinion out there, which is what the Instagram posts are meant to do. It's, you know, we're supposed to be gauging the public opinion, seeing where people think this stuff is going and it all helps. I mean, some great responses on the daily questions today that are helping other people. I would love for that. So thank you for those that do that. And thank you guys for joining and talking to It's very fun. I love answering these questions. Definitely should be a weekly thing. I'm done with school as of next week, Thursday. So it'll be, be very easy to do then. Sweet. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys maybe next Friday then. I agree. Huh? Yes, a little celebration. Huh? All right. Yeah, a little celebration, a celebratory uh, Instagram live. Well, thank you guys for joining, and we will talk to you again thank next you. time.